Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, anything to help teach the kids uh, spell, right? Kind of like YMCA, S-A-I-N-T-S. Go Saints, Go. Uh, Rob Schulte texted me and said the Top Cats uh, were asked by the network if they could use uh, the song that they did called Hey Saints Fans uh, during the broadcast tonight. So apparently they're going to use it, and we're going to play that song going into the first break here. I'm Scoot on the air. It's a Thursday, but we're kind of distracted here because of Thursday night football in town. What happens tonight? The Saints win big in New England. The Saints go to Houston and lose a game they should have won. And there was missed opportunity after missed opportunity. What happens tonight? I think the Saints win. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they win big. I'm going to tell you about what a couple of people on um, News 4 uh, JAG, that's a TV station, news station, News News 4 JAX. But but they've got the, the, I see it's the News 4 JAG's predictions. So how do these uh, broadcasters feel about the game tonight? I've got some quotes from them. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Also, I want to go to Chris Miller in the uh, in the newsroom. So, Chris, we, we now have a new NOPD chief. That's right. Vote was 6-1 to one to confirm Ann Kirkpatrick, and she's she's the uh, the top cop now. Yeah, it seemed like uh, she was on on uh, on course to be the, the top person, and uh, that's no, uh, no real surprise. And, you know, just, boy, the news about that fire uh, killing those three children has just been so devastating to really the, the community. It's, it's really everybody's been touched by that. Yeah. Chief Kirkpatrick brought up during the confirmation vote uh, about her commitment to investigating domestic violence complaints. Good. And I think Elena Moreno made a good point about a lot of people don't take it as seriously, maybe as, uh, as they should. Chris, I know you're a big Saints fan. How do you feel about the game tonight? I'm not as confident as you, Scoot, frankly. Uh, Our offensive line is banged up and hasn't exactly been a strength of the team to begin with. So I just, yeah, I I don't know. I get it. Look, I I understand. I just, I I have this feeling and um, I'm going to go with that, but I would not be, you know, totally surprised if they they lay an egg. You know, I almost think it's so predictable that they're going to, you know, they're going to do the unpredictable thing tonight and and actually do well because it would be predictable for them to just, you know, lay an egg in the dome. And I I don't know. I have a feeling that's not going to happen tonight. So I hope I'm right, but I may be wrong. You have history on your side. They should have beaten Green Bay and lost. And then what do they do? They came back and they shut out New England. (laughs) Well, we'll see. All right, Chris Middle, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, let's see. Uh, Derek Carr says he apologized to offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael on the plane on the way back from the Saints-Texans game. And, you know, I I, I kind of um, of heard from the players. um, it, It almost seemed like, wait a minute, don't blame the coaches. It's us. But as I've told you, 
I think there was an accountability following the Texans game. And I, I want to I wanna play back for you some of the comments that were made that we played on the air Monday. And these were uh, comments that were made right after the, the Houston loss. Now, you might not detect what I detected, but I detected a different, a slightly different attitude. And I think that that's going to manifest itself in, in the game tonight. Here's what quarterback Derek Carr said after the unnecessary loss to Houston. We as an offense had too many details. and You know, I'm not going to tell you what happened. And yes, we know. And yes, we know what it was and all those things. And I won't say it, but there's these little details that if we just do those things right, you're looking like, oh my gosh, we scored 28 points. What I like about what I heard was that it didn't seem to be the same cliches like, oh, you know, we could have done better. We did that. You know, I just again, I could be wrong. I'll be here tomorrow if um, if I'm wrong. But I think the Saints are going to do well tonight. Here's more of what Carr said after the loss to the Texans. Yeah, very, very disappointed. I was I was livid coming off field. I was angry coming off field. I had to calm down a little bit. Livid. I never heard him say that before. It's always, well, you know, we lost. There seems to have been a complacency after after games. I didn't hear that complacency after the loss to the Texans last week, and that gives me faith the Saints are going to do well tonight. Here's what Michael Thomas had to say after the loss to the Texans. I tell you, it ain't, it ain't the coaches. It's the players, and that's what we got to take pride in, and we got to go out there, and we got to execute and do our job. It's on us. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about no coach and calling no plays and none of that because right now we just got to show that we could win and execute and, and, and make those plays. And it just has to be a sense of urgency, a little bit more desperation. I feel like these guys have to be a little bit desperate. Um, if you see those those two plays, uh, you know, Chris had that big over the top, over the guy's head, and then Shahid had a big catch over the guy's head too. Those are, are what I call desperation plays. Or like when a guy's all on me and the quarterback gives me a shot to make a play. Those are like desperate. Those are sense urgency. Those are what we need to stack up, and that's how every guy needs to play and do his assignment. Sounds like somebody's banging their head against the lock in the background. So, you know, I, I like what they're saying. Uh, it's up to them to back up their words. It's up to them to back up their attitude tonight. But I just, you know, I, I think there are still too many good things about this team to think that they're going to totally fall apart again. And I think they're going to put it together tonight. Now, what happens after that? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure out how we feel after, after the, the game tonight. And I like what Alvin Kamara said after the game last week. I give accountability. You know what I'm saying? I'm accountable. I can, I, you can count on me. So everybody got to be able to raise a hand and say you can count on me. And if you can't, it's a, it's a, it's a question. Like, can, that, that, might, that might need to be the message. Like, can I count on you? If you can't raise your hand and say you're doing everything that you can do to be ready and we can count on you to play and, and, and give you all, then that we, that's where we need. You know, I like a little cursing in there. You know, it means they're kind of, they're kind of serious. So um, I, I like that. I like what I heard last week. And um, even Dennis Allen, his body language, it just, it didn't seem like he was complacent with the loss. It seemed like he was just disgusted with the loss. He said he was livid after he got off the field and had to compose himself. And then apparently on the plane on the way home, he said, I was talking to Pete, Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator. And, uh, but I wasn't just uh, uh, talking to Pete. Uh, Pete and I know exactly um, what I was talking about and why. And uh, apparently he was um, uh, just uh, apologizing that uh, the players uh, didn't do, uh, didn't do a better job. And um, 
apologizing. The Saints quarterback uh, apparently uh, was uh, shouting in the direction of the offensive coordinator at one point, and you know, video showed that at the um, at the game, and that was circulating around. So I wanted to apologize um, for 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 doing that. And you know, you heard some of the players say, "Hey, you know, uh, this is uh, this is on us, and we need to to change." Let's see if there is enough leadership in the locker room to um, to to solidify this attitude uh, before the game tonight. Okay, uh, let's see. We don't have a, a call. Um, I, I'm missing a computer here in the studio. I don't have the call screener up here. So we're going to do this the way they used to do it on Frasier. Remember when Roz would tell Frazier he had a call? You know, see, I've got this screen in front of me, but it's not, it's not working. It's, it's not operative right now. So I don't know who's on the, on the phone. So, um, so, so um, Coleman is going to be Roz, and this is, we're going to do it the way they did it on, on Frazier. Go ahead. So how did Roz do it? Uh, she said, Charles, line one. Uh, Scoot, uh, well, he said, well, yeah, we said. Uh, I never well, saw Frazier. You never saw Frazier? No. Okay, so what, what he would say is, um, well, give me the name of the caller. Charles. Okay, Charles, on uh, what, what line? One. On line one? Scoot, you've got Charles on line one. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Uh, Charles, on line one, you're on WWL. I'm listening. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. How are y'all? Good. Good. Yeah, I just want to comment. I'm, I'm a longtime Saints fan, and, uh, you know, I've been through the Jim Mora, Mike Dicta, Hazlitt, Peyton days, and all that, the ups and downs. It just, you know, I'm trying to be positive here, you know, going into tonight's game. I just, you know, I'm feeling I just don't see this being good tonight. I just kind of see through six games, through last season, it's the same, like, you know, up and down, inconsistent. One game, you know, we look great. The next game is like mm-hmm. back to the old bad habits and it's the same excuses we got to look at film we got to fix this you know this is not just this season this is going back to last season and you know the offense just cannot get going and you know we thought it was you know okay you know we're gonna sign top, you know free agent quarterback you know and add some other pieces and we're still having the same issues so i know the players you know then you know they're not going to throw their coaches under the bus, but I think, I think personally, it, it starts at the top with the head coach and the coaching staff because the players are not getting it for some reason. They are not clicking. They're not getting it. Yeah. And I wanted to add one more thing. I want to see what you guys think. Uh, when we signed Jimmy Graham, I know you know we were excited. You know, he is older. I thought for that. He was going to be used, especially in the red zone, where, hey, you know what? Chuck it up there at the back of the end zone. Let him, you know, let those five foot 11 cornerbacks deal with, with Jimmy, who's six seven. You know, maybe, hey, either pass interference or, you know, he, he'll catch it or something. But I haven't seen that. And, you know, I just I thought that was maybe one of the main reasons they were how they were going to, they were going to use Jimmy Graham, especially in the red zone. Well, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, Charles, I, I agree with much of what you're saying, and and look, uh, I've. I have confidence the Saints are going to do well tonight, but if they bomb, I'm not going to be totally shocked. It's not going to be like a, a, a shocker, you know. I, I 
I feel the same way you do about Jimmy Graham. You know, where is he? Last week, I liked the way they did a better job of using uh, Taysom Hill in different situations. Like, it seemed like there were some longer passes that they threw to him, and it wasn't as predictable. And and as uh, talented as that guy is, they shouldn't use him in predictable ways, and they have been using him in predictable ways. And if you and I can figure out what they're going to do with him, certainly the the other team can figure it out. So I, I hope that they continue to be creative with uh, with him. Tyran Matthew, uh, you know, I saw him, and I talked about this Monday. I saw him running alongside uh, a Texans runner, and, and he, he wasn't tackling him. He was like waiting for somebody else to make the tackle and then kind of get in on it. And he, I, it just seems like he needs to be a little bit more aggressive with, with his play. But there are people on both sides of the line that could become catalysts, and we're not seeing that happen. Charles, I, I hope I'm right. I hope they do well tonight. I uh, appreciate your concern, and I appreciate the call. Who else do we have? Let's see if I can do this. Okay. Scoot. Yes. Is, uh, on line 3001 is Dave from the West Bank. Okay. Dave from the West Bank. You're on WWL. I'm listening. That's what Frazier would always say. Hey, Dave. Boy, yes. Scoot. Hey, Dave. Uh, allow me to get some, to blow some steam off. Uh, and this, of course, is my opinion. Okay. Uh, the, the, the MO of this franchise has always been the I word inconsistency. How many times have I heard they lost the game they should have won? Man, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd be a millionaire. Uh, I stopped spending or rather wasting my money on those bums years ago. I think the last game I went to was back in the early 90s. And look, after starting two and zero this season, and that's a that they were fortunate to start two and zero. That that first game against the Titans, the refs blew that call when when a car's arm, the ball was knocked out of his arm before his arm went forward, and they scooped it up and ran it in for a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown, Titans. Anyway, after starting two and zero this season, we're what? Three and three. What does that mean? That means that we've gone one and three in the last four. And that is P poor, yeah. in my opinion. All right, Scoot, All right. I'll let you go. Dave, Have I'm glad, glad you had a chance to vent. Uh, you're right. Uh, we shouldn't be three and three. We should be a lot better than this, and we've been close to being better than this. But I also remind you that this is not just because we don't have Sean Payton or Drew Brees. Because there were many times I was on the air after a game when, when Sean Payton was coach and Drew Brees was quarterback, and we were saying the same things. Why wasn't the team ready to play? Where was the enthusiasm? Especially in the, in the Caesar Superdome. Where is the enthusiasm? Where's the killer instinct? And there were times when, you know, Sean Payton was relaxed and, and uh, you know, won the Super Bowl that one time. In fact, I, I love the suggestion that we change the name of Champion Square to that one time square. I mean, you know, winning the Super Bowl once, that should never be good enough. It's not good enough in other markets, and it shouldn't be good enough here. But yet, you know, New Orleans has a tendency to accept mediocrity. And I hate to think that some of that is reflected in the team. And we should demand more out of the team, and the team should should give us more. 
But we had there were plenty, plenty games when Sean Payton was out coached. There were plenty of games when Drew Brees was not effective. So this is not just because we have a new coach and a new quarterback now, because we've been saying the same thing for a long time. All right, if you're on hold, stay with us. If you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. This is the song from the Top Cats that they're going to use on the network during the broadcast tonight. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Last week, a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, I mean, just take advantage of the opportunities you have and don't miss those opportunities. I'm screwed on the air. Thursday night football tonight, the Saints and the Jags in the Caesar Superdome. And we'll get to a couple of your calls in just a moment. Uh, I want to remind you that the pregame coverage begins um, in about 30 minutes. Um, it's at 3 o'clock. Uh, starts with uh, first take with uh, Steve Geller. And then uh, it's the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff uh, show in the Dome, and we'll tell you all about that. But uh, Bobby and uh, um, uh, Mike Dettelier will be uh, in the Dome. So, look, a a lot going on, and uh, I'm excited about the game. I feel good about the Saints tonight. I will be on the air tomorrow. I hope I don't have to say I was wrong. I hope I can say I was right. Um, Hank, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Scoot. How are you? I've been a oh good. I've been a Saints fan since John Gilliam ran the touchdown back. I remember. And I hate to say this, but I think what's going on with the Saints is we have a front office who's appeasing the fans. We're bringing in players who we're signing the contracts and appeasing our, our fans with. Jimmy Graham shouldn't have been signed. Tyron Matthews is too old, too slow, too short. Can't cover anybody. And um I think I think the ownership is is not as strong as it used. To. Mr. Benson was pretty ruthless, and I think uh, the front office. I, I don't know if they're taking advantage of the ownership. Um, the coaching's weak. We, our draft choices have been bad the last three years. Um, it's it's uh, we're not bringing in any free agents that are contributing like we did when we had um, our, our good teams. And I, I think it's front office. I think it's management. And I think it's ownership and the coaching staff is just cruising. Well, Hank, listen, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And uh, I think those are all strong points. I mean, really, you know, everybody in the organization has to take responsibility for, for where the Saints are. Now, it does seem like the Saints have been always trying to let's put the pieces together to get a Super Bowl champion right now. And we're doing that every year. 
well, let's just let's, let's bring in this person. Let's do, hey, if we bring in these people, we'll, we'll have a team now. And at the beginning of the season, a lot of the sports experts here and around the country thought the Saints are, are going to, they're a playoff team. They're going to be really good this year. Well, they still have the potential to be good. They're not good yet. But instead of just trying to put together the, the uh, immediate Super Bowl championship team, they need to not be afraid to build. You know, where's the young quarterback that, like Trevor Lawrence for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence started out out of, out of Clemson. He was terrible his first, well, he wasn't good his first year. He just looked like he was lost. Well, that just goes to show you the difference between college and the NFL. But look at what he's been doing recently. Look at what's happened as he's, as he's understanding the NFL. It's, it's been a whole change. But it doesn't seem like we have that patience. We're always trying to bring in the, the, the people who can make us a champion right now. But we're losing the opportunity to maybe build that championship team. Let's go to uh, Fernell on WWL. Fernell, you're on the show. Welcome. Well, how you doing, uh, Scoop? I'm good. Well, I, I've been listening to your callers, and nobody wants to really say that the quarterback is the real problem with the New Orleans Saints. You bring in a guy, you pay him all this money, and he's an average quarterback. He's no better than James Winston. And if you watch his play and you call it for what it is, you'll see he's erratic in the pocket. He's missing open, wide-open receivers. And he wants to say they're not where they're supposed to be. Okay, what about the ones that are wide open that you're missing? And, and, and all he's doing is keep saying the same thing over and over. And, and, and he needs to look at himself. Well, Fidel, I, I, I hope he is after the, the last game. I kind of get the feeling that he's, uh, he's going to. I, I hope he does. But then, remember, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, it's like when, when Derek Carr doesn't do well, everybody thinks that Jameis Winston is the Holy Grail. But not necessarily, because, you know, as good a quarterback as Jameis Winston can be, and he really could be a great quarterback, but he, he doesn't make, when he's under pressure, he doesn't always make good decisions. And so, you know, you're going to be under pressure a lot with, with the Saints. Let's go to Alex. Alex, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hey, Scoot. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, so first, I just want to say um, I, I do kind of agree with Charles. You know, I think we're going to be an up and down team all year. Like we might go, you know, nine and eight, luckily ten and seven. Uh, we could be in the playoffs. Uh, but this specific week, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, just based off of what Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara were saying. I mean, you know, that kind of talk. You don't really see guys come out there and play like baseball after you know, that, that kind of talk. So, uh, right. yeah, just wanted to chime in with that. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, we're going to, I mean, tonight, it, it's up to them. You know, and, and if they lose, just act like you really, act like you really played to win. Act like you were in the game. Act like you care. Don't make, it's the sloppy, stupid mistakes that they make that make the fans think they don't even care. And we know they all make the, the, the money whether they win or lose. So, you know, what's the incentive? Well, the incentive is, is, is pride. And, of course, the bonuses that they would get if they went to the, to the playoffs. But, you know, just show us that you care. Be in the fight. And, and that's what's so frustrating when they don't even seem to be in the fight. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to switch gears here really quick. Totally take a left turn. I just wanted to ask if, uh, if you have seen uh, anything – that 
this Twitter account, Unusual Whales, has been publishing lately. Unusual Whales? Yeah, no. yeah. So basically, he, he's published a bunch of reports, you know, going back uh, the past couple of years, but it essentially discloses all of the politicians' stock holdings. And, you know, one, one of the most recent ones was about all of the, uh, you know, Lockheed Martin, Northrop gunmen, those types of military contractors, all of the politicians who own stock in those companies, um, you know, and they have, obviously, they would like to see war continue, but, you know, it's mm. it's mostly bipartisan. There's a lot of Republicans, like, I think you saw Marjorie Taylor Greene buy a bunch of Lockheed Martin before, uh, uh, before Ukraine was invaded, but uh, I don't know, I just figured I'd throw it out there and see if you'd be interested. Um, I, I am interested. Now, are you saying unusual whales? Yes, it's at unusual whales. All you know, all one okay. word, no capitals okay. or anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out, Alex. It sounds interesting. I'd like to see some of the other uh, sources on that. All right, if you're on hold, stay with us. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Uh, we'll come back with uh, more of your calls and some of your text messages. All right, Saints win tonight let's rock this town i mean the saints have the ability to win if they win let's rock it i'm scoot on the air and we'll be back on wwl it is game day in new orleans thursday night football is in town saints and the jags in the caesar superdome our pregame begins at three o'clock with a first take with steve geller jeff nowak and then at five o'clock bobby a bear steve geller on the bud light countdown to kickoff featuring mike detillier and uh, they have a new location inside the dome, gate B, loge level in the atrium area, so you can find it. This is all presented by Craig's Electrical Generator Service. And kick off with Deuce and Haas at 7.15. And after, it is the Chirac Point after show with the Cajun Cannon till 1 a.m. on the Community Coffee Saints radio network. I'm Scoot. Let's go to Coleman with some more of your text messages. I don't know, Scoot. Seems like some of the texters, uh, they don't have faith in your source. This one text says... I agree with them holding on too long to that Super Bowl win back in 2010. When would they drop the license plates? I haven't got one yet because it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, you know, we we can't. It just it seems like. Well, we want to. We finally want to. So what? What about now? I mean, that was a long time ago. You know, where's the desire? I mean, I know the desire. We need to win a Super Bowl. But I don't know that the desire is really there. It's almost like one Super Bowl satisfied this city, and it shouldn't. I mean, we should, like other cities, we should demand that our team be in the hunt every year for the playoffs, and I don't know that that demand is there. Who was that? Miss Jackson said that. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. All right, this text says, please dish the who that chance at the beginning of the game. That was when the dome and the atmosphere and the team were feared. Now it's embarrassing, and it doesn't even pertain to this current regime. Well, when you say who that say they're going to beat them Saints, I mean, the list is pretty long now. I mean, last week it was the Texans. So, yeah, I mean, we, we unfortunately we know the answer to that, that question too often. And this is a new term I've never heard of until today, and I'm definitely stealing it. This text says, deja poo. <laughs> it's the feeling when you see the same crap over and over again. Deja poo, yeah. Boy, and I know that's a great way to describe um, much of what we see. Hey, listen, I want to mention my brother, Miles, is uh, listening in Mobile, and he was, heard me talking about the, uh, the the Stones and the story about Mick Jagger and uh, Charlie Watts. And he said that uh, he reminded me that the, the drop date for the Stones' new album, um, Hackney Diamonds, is tomorrow. 
and so far I'm really impressed. It's like stuff that sounds like the Stones, but there's some new stuff that we've heard, and I just think that's so admirable for Mick Jagger at the age of 80 to be kicking ass um, at, at this point. All right, let's go to Robert. Robert, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Dude, how are you? Good. Hey, I got a couple of things I want to say. Okay. I want everybody, everybody just needs to pull back on this, you know, trashing of this, this edition of the New Orleans Saints. We've lost, we lost three games. Let's, let's throw the Tampa game out because that's the week after Derek Carr got hurt, right? Okay. So we lost to Green Bay by a point, and we lost to Houston by four points. If, if Blake Groupie hits the two field goals he missed, that last drive that stalled inside the 30 would have been to kick the game-winning field goal. It's not like we're that far off. And, every, you know, every, listen, the days of Drew – and everybody has this, you know, Drew Brees hangover. We're not scoring 38 points anymore. We're not going to average 35 points. Not with this team, maybe not the next 10 teams. That's how special those years were. But let's, let's remember, there were six seasons that Sean Payton went 7-9. and nine. Six. Yep, that's right. He he had two, three, uh, two, ten years where he went seven and nine back to back to back. I know. And, and who was the who was the quarterback then? It was Drew Brees right. and Marcus Colston was here and and Reggie Bush was here. I mean, all of the same players that went thirteen and three and twelve and four, they were all here. Uh, this team is going to be just fine. We have too many talented players to be this bad. The biggest problem we have to do is get this offensive line healthy. But that's the way I see it. I'm not giving up on this team. And those, those people out there that think that the Saints are done, these are the same people who used to, you know, turn their back on them when they were really horrible. Right. <laughs> no, you Ro- listen, Robert, you, good, you know, good, good points. And, and, you know, I, I could be totally off here, but, you know, I've got an inside source. And then with what I'm thinking about, what I heard Last week after the game from Dennis Allen and from some of the players, what I heard last week leads me to believe that the Saints are going to be ready to play tonight. Now, if they win, I'm not coming on the air tomorrow and I'm going to say, I told you so. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I haven't done that with Donald Trump. I haven't done that with, with a lot of I don't, that's not my game. I don't I don't do that. But if, if, if I'm wrong, if they if they don't win, um, I, I will say that I was totally wrong. If the Saints don't win, okay, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked. It's not like it would be the most shocking thing in the world. But I just have this sense that after the game against the Texans, the Saints are going to put this game together. Now, what they do in this game will determine how we all feel about how they're going to do in the next game. So let's just focus one game at a time. The Saints can be 4-3 and three after tonight. And they certainly have destiny in their own hands. Uh, some of the teams in, in our division um, haven't been that great. They started out really, really good, and our division's kind of all of, all of a sudden mellowed out. So, you know, we can we can do well. Uh, let's go to Chuck. Chuck, you're on WWL. Hey, Scoot. How's it going? Good. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, you know, I was just uh, looking at the teams that uh, won the Super Bowl and, and haven't won the Super Bowl. I mean, the Saints only have one win. But there's 12 other teams that don't have any wins, Atlanta and Carolina being two of them in our division. It's not easy to win a Super Bowl. Right. Um, in fact, you look at some of the teams that have more than just a few wins. I mean, they've been around probably 30, 40 years longer than the Saints have been around. And, 
And then, and we're dealing, you know, Drew, Drew Brees was a great quarterback, and we only won one Super Bowl with him. But there were a lot of things that were going on during that era that, you know, with salary caps and things like that, we just finally kind of started getting out of the the money problems we were having with the Drew Brees final few years here. Um, you know, and I think, uh, I think Derek Carr may not be the long-term answer at quarterback, but um, he's certainly capable enough. I yeah. think that, I think we're going to have a pretty successful season. Chuck, I, I um, look, I, I hope that's true. I think we're going to have a, a good game tonight. You know, what I think has been missing from the Saints over the years, with few exceptions, is they lack a killer instinct. They lack an instinct to get ahead and just put a team away. I mean, they lack this instinct to bury a team. And then how many times have they lost games because they get a lead and then they protect the lead and they start playing a whole different game. And when you give up the game that got you ahead, you might lose. And quite often the Saints have lost under those circumstances. I don't like Jerry Jones as a person, but Jerry Jones demands excellence. And you see that in the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, I hate to say it, I don't like the team, but they've got a killer instinct. There are other teams that have a killer, an absolute killer instinct. And some teams have it one year, some teams have it another year. But I just, I think that's something that the Saints have lacked. And what I kind of sense maybe happens tonight is the Saints have a killer instinct and they go out there and they play just a great game and we're four and three tomorrow. And of course, we'll be here to talk about it tomorrow afternoon. I have reason to feel like the Saints are going to do well tonight. But hey, you know, we don't know. It's a game. It's a game that needs to be played, and anything can happen. I'm Scoot, and we'll be right back on WWL. All right, coming up next, it's a first take. Our pregame coverage begins with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you were with us on this um, abbreviated Thursday afternoon football tonight. I feel good about the Saints. All right, so here's what so, some people at TV News 4 Jacks have to say. Um, Jamal St. Cryer says, Jags 17, Saints 10. Justin Barney, Jags 24, Saints 17. Um, Alessandra Point Beyond, Jags 20, Saints 17. Well, they're from Jacksonville, so they're picking the Jags to, to win it. Look, I, I may be wrong. I think the Saints are going to do well tonight. And if you haven't done it yet, go to our website, www.com, and check out the dress that Angel Reese is wearing uh, by you, Barbie. Um, she shows um, a lot of under boobage. You know, her to cleavage shows under boobage. Yeah, she shows. Uh, well, you can figure it out. I want to thank our program director and brand manager, Diane Newman, market manager, Kevin Cassidy, assistant program director and brand manager, senior producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hoke, a studio producer, Coleman, news anchor, Chris Miller. And as always, I thank you for being part of the show. Uh, join me on Facebook if you haven't done it. It's Scoot on the Air. And uh, go Saints. Have a great afternoon. Love you, New Orleans. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 